Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. I'll read to you from Luke 1st chapter 26 through the 38th verse. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you'll conceive and give birth to a son and you'll name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, how will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Oh my. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me, just as you have said. Then the angel left her. The word of God for the people of God. Welcome you this morning. Joining Park Avenue this morning, we thank you. Let us bow our heads in prayer this morning before we go into the word. Uh, We come this morning ready to respond. Uh, Respond to your spirit Um, as it rests upon us this morning. May our ears and our hearts and our minds be open to a word from you. May we receive something special, something to anoint us this morning that will call us into responding to your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray this morning. All of God's saints say, amen, amen. Turn to your neighbor or talk to yourself. As always, it won't seem strange this morning. And ask yourself the question, where's Mary? Where is Mary? As a youngster, because I didn't have an iPad or a Galaxy tablet or a computer for that fact in 1990, 
I would often look for a guy that was wearing a red and white striped shirt, a bubble hat, and glasses. He could be found in books all across the world, at every book fair, at every elementary school library. And these books had everyone asking the question, where's Waldo? And, and I know if you remember the popularity of these books, then you're somewhat telling your age, but nonetheless, these books always amaze me. Waldo could be found hiding everywhere. I mean, in, in jungles, in stores, in homes, on planes, in parks, even on the beach. And, and, and sometimes it was quite hard trying to find Waldo. But when you did, by looking very closely at the pages, there was always a joy of accomplishment. I found Waldo, is what I yelled as a child. And in finding Waldo, I found that I had the ability to look and find things that were hidden, things that were unknown, things that weren't clear in the beginning, but with sharp eyes and a little bit of persistence, I would find Waldo. It taught me that things aren't always what they seem to be. And that sometimes you have to look beyond the surface to see what something really is. So this morning, we will give Waldo credit. All those years of looking for him has finally paid off in this message because Waldo has pushed us to ask the question on this second uh, Sunday of Advent, where's Mary? Yes, where is Mary? But unlike Waldo, Mary is not hiding from us this morning. We just have to look for her in focus. And we're not talking about location, a location that is unknown to us. She, she's not hidden in the Bible. Her, her being is not lost in the pages. Because when we ask the question, we can answer with great confidence and say that she is in us. Whereas Mary, she is in us. Her very being, being lives in us because her experiences are much like our own. And, and no, I'm not talking about uh, having a baby, though some of you have experienced that. that. That is something I just won't ever be able to master for obvious reasons. But metaphorically speaking, we are all birthing something, hoping and wishing that, that, that whatever it is, it grows into something that God can be proud of. That, that we can be proud of, holding our heads high with joy. So, so where is Mary? She is in us. Her experiences are much like our own. If we look closely, we can learn a thing or two from Mary this morning. And as we read this morning, we read the Bible scripture this morning, then we will be able to see how the spiritual, how our spiritual paths relate and cross this morning. So if you have your Bibles, let, let's dissect as we read so we can find out what it is that Mary is trying to tell us this morning. Luke 1, starting at verse 26, and I'll pause throughout to give us some context and some jewels this morning. Word says to us, in the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel 
to Nazareth, a town in Galilee to a, a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. What, what, is, what a great message to receive from one of such high status. The archangel Gabriel, the one who is described as the guardian, the angel of communication, the, the, the creme de la creme of angels, you would say, came and gave her a message that she is highly favored, that the Lord is with you, a message that in her current situation, her current status as a woman in Nazareth, a small town in Galilee, she may not have thought herself to be favored, that the Lord would notice her with such a status in such a place. And you can see by her reaction, for she says, Mary was greatly troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Mary was greatly troubled at the words and wonder what kind of greeting this might be. This reaction seems a bit strange to me. That an angel has came to Mary and told her that she is highly favored and that the Lord, the unseen but ever present God favors you and is with you. But it tells us that she was troubled by the greeting. Strange at first reading, right? But if we look close, we can find that is not uncommon or strange at all because this reaction is the same reaction that so many of us, so many of us, so many of God chosen vessels would have with such a greeting. Because at times we ourselves have felt not so special, felt not so favored. In fact, we felt the total opposite because church is high religious folks have not told God's people that they are favored, that God is with you, that God loves you. The church that now stands in the place of Gabriel the angel, who is now charged with spreading the word that God is with you, that God favors you, unfortunately at times have done the total opposite. So, so people don't know. Mary didn't know. She was preparing her mind to marry a man that she had been set up with. A blind marriage, you could call it. Not even a blind date to see how the joker looked. She was not looking. She was out looking for a dress, if we can put this in our present time. She was shopping for flowers. She was getting the, the, the guest list together. She was preparing to be a wife that honors her husband and one day take care of the kids. She was preparing for a life that was told by others that she would live. All the while, she didn't realize that God favored her, that God was with her, that she was set aside for something greater. So she was troubled by the greeting. She didn't understand it. She didn't know that she was special. She didn't know. And I know there has been times that we didn't know, or maybe you're in that moment right now where you don't know. 
We have been listening to other folks all of our lives telling us who we are and what we should be. But it comes a time when we all have to come to the realization that those folks and, and their deeds and what they think aren't bigger than what God has planned for us. We too have been set aside, not to be away from the people, but to bless the people, to be amongst the people, to be a light to those who cannot see their way. Then and only then can we live into what God has made us through Christ without shame. So, so don't wait. The time is now for us to step into our purpose. Don't, don't let outside factors control your inside purpose. Let's stop being surprised by the favor. Expect the favor. Expect the blessing and expect the outcome to turn in our favor. Praying for favor. And we can find this message. We can find this in Ephesians 3. Um, as the writer tells us, says, says that Christ's glorious riches that uh, strengthen us with the power through the Holy Spirit and in our inner being so that God may, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. Uh, and we pray that you and I being rooted and established in love may have power together in all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ to know and to experience a love that surpasses all knowledge so that we may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God now all the glory to God who is able through God's mighty power to work in us beyond what we can imagine according to God's power that is in work in us beyond what we think of ourselves, beyond what society thinks of us, beyond our shame and doubt. Yes, where, where is Mary? She is in us. And just like Mary, when, when those questions come about, God will come in and reassure us. When we forget, when we, when we don't know. And the word tells us, it says that, by, by, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary asked the question, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, since I haven't had any sexual relations. In other words, Mary is saying, I haven't been involved in the process to produce anything. How can this happen? I haven't took the steps to get where you're trying to take me. I'm not ready for all this. What do you mean I will conceive and not only conceive, but conceive something that will change the course of time? Are you sure you got the right person? Are you sure you had the right address, the right home? I'm not even married yet. I haven't even kissed Joseph. Don't you know what my family will do to me once they find out that I'm pregnant? Do you think they will believe me when I tell them it's God's baby? <laughs> How will this be? What are you, what, what you're asking me to do could kill me. 
They will take me outside and stone me. How will this be? Where's Mary? She is in us. This is the same reaction, the same questions. We ask God when confronted with a purpose that is bigger than ourselves. When confronted with a purpose that is bigger than ourselves, a purpose that we don't see in ourselves. When it's hidden, that a purpose that is bigger than what other folks believe we're capable of. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? We asked the same question. How, how will this be? I am a, I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm not worthy. I have too many issues that I'm dealing with. My past is too shaky. My, I got too many skeletons in my closet. I've been told that this isn't my gift. I'm not qualified. I don't have the experience. I, I have something on my record. I, I don't come from the right zip code. My skin tone is not the right color. My English ain't good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not perfect enough. How will this be? How can this happen? It's not possible. So many other people in the world ask, and I've asked this very question. We've allowed society, we've allowed ourselves, people in our lives to place us into a spiritual box. And that's why we let opportunity after opportunity pass us die because, because God, haven't, God haven't brought it to us. And, and because we can't see what God is trying to do, we don't believe God can make it happen. So we stay under the radar just enough so we won't be noticed, hidden. We won't be asked to come out of hiding. We don't take any risks. We don't step out on faith because we have stepped into the mindset that we're not equipped to receive or handle such a blessing. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Then the angel asked, answered her. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative is going to have a child at her old age. And she who had said to be unable to conceive is in her six months. For no work will ever fail. No, no work from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be, may your word in me be fulfilled. And then it says the angel left. May your word in me be fulfilled. God is a God of reassurance. This is a coach's speech at halftime. The team is down three touchdowns and no one in the locker room or in the stands believe that they can come back. It's a Bill Belichick speech to the Patriots when Atlanta was up in the Super Bowl. I, I know that hurt, but it's a good analogy this morning. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even your, your relative, Elizabeth, who they said would never have a child in her old age is conceived. She's in her six months. No work from God will ever fail. No work from God will ever fail. 
No work in Mary, no work in you, no work in me will ever fail that is from God. These are the words that can lift us up from the mud, that encourages us to say yes to God, to believe like Mary that whatever God is doing, whatever God is creating, whatever God needs, yes is the answer. Include me in it, God. Sign me up, put me in coach. Yes, 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 put me in coach. This is what God is saying this morning. Say yes to God in the face of the unbelievable. Yes, when the hard requests come your way. Yes to God when no is on the tip of your spirit. Yes to God when you are afraid, when you feel like giving up. Yes to God when you feel like giving in. Yes to God, may, may your will be accomplished through me. I will respond. That is what the song says. Let your will be done in me. Where is Mary? She is in us. And this morning we seek to be like Mary. We seek to understand her a little better. Know that the more we see Mary and see the challenges that she had to overcome in her mind that we too with the help of the good Lord can move mountains. We too can say, God use me as you see fit. Let your will be done in me. Use me so that I may be an inspiration to someone else. Use me when I'm tired. Strengthen me when my weakness console me in my doubt and guide me when I'm lost. Where's Mary? She is in us this morning. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray this morning. May God bless us this morning. God, we thank you for the message this morning. We thank you for the inspiration. We thank you for Mary who showed us how to step up to the plate showed us how to allow God's will to work in us. Even in times of, 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 of a hard calling, sometimes we don't see how God can do it. But this morning we ask that you, you open our eyes, that you urge us to, to respond to your word so that we may walk in the path of the one called Christ. May those who are under the sound of my voice be blessed this morning and every day going forward. In the black Messiah, Jesus Christ's name, we all pray. All of God's saints say, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavbaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust, knowing that the God that created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively.